Well, that's exactly right. What we've done is we've taken the 360, we've added a DSP, and then we've... What happened to your eyes? That big eye. We all need eyes to see. Welcome back to Pop Culture Purgatory. This is Jeremy. This is D Sol. And today we're going to be talking about, uh, I think this is from last year. 2021. Yeah. 2021. Uh, I'm talking about the Green Knight. Friends. Brothers and sisters. Who can regale me and my queen with some myth? Oh, greatest of kings, let one of your knights try to land a blow against me. Indulge me in this game. I will be there. your quest for you. Are you ready? 
me get my oh man it's uh directed and written by david lowry david lowry that's it yeah um whom i looked up his stuff i didn't i can't remember i think he did like some kind of like a like a movie with Robert Redford before this. Really? Old Man and the Gun or something like oh, that. Oh, I remember hearing about that. Yeah. Yeah, I never saw it. Um, never saw it I'm either. I'm sure that was his first movie. Uh, <clears throat> oh, no, not his first. I'm sorry. Uh, he did that, a ghost story that had um, yeah, Casey uh, Affleck. It's Casey another Affleck. A24 production. I yeah. saw that and I thought it was okay at best. He also directed Peach Dragon, the remake. <laughs> really? I heard it was oh. awful. I never saw it. I love the yeah. original. The original one I still love. And then, of course, uh, Old Man of the Gun with Robert uh, Redford. Then some shorts and stuff like that. Okay. Um, directed some episodes of this TV show called Rectify, which is a really, really, really good drama that came on the Sundance channel. Oh, okay. Um, we're checking out. I'm pretty sure it's on Netflix now. Okay. But it's really heavy, heavy, depressing drama. But it's really, <laughs> it's really well acted. You know what I mean? Like, I'm down for that. <clears throat> dude, but it, it, yeah, be prepared. Um, anyway, and like, so also, um, the cast in this movie is just fucking insane, dude. That's pretty wild, dude. Deb Patel, Alicia Vikander, Joel Egerton, uh, Sarita Shudhori, I'm not not sure if I'm saying that right, uh, Sean Harris, Kate Dickel, Ralph Innocent, and Kate Dickel and Ralph Innocent, they're the mom and dad and and the witch. Yeah, yeah. Married couple or whatever, uh, it's just crazy, and I, you know, Alicia Van, uh, Vikander, I think is how you say her name. She was in Ex Machina. Like I like how A24 uses a lot of the same actors in different productions. You know. Yeah, I mean? me too. Yeah, me too. I mean, <clears throat> hell, Sean Harris and Kate Dickey were both in fucking Prometheus. They're both in that movie as well. Oh, you're right about that. Yeah. Yeah, crazy. <clears throat> and Patrick yeah, Duffy. D- yes. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Uncredited. <laughs> That's funny. Um, and then, like, uh, oh, dude, I wanted to say too. I knew you'd like this. I love the music in this movie. It's amazing. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, just be- and not only that, just like all the sounds. Like, the, he creates such an atmosphere with with the soundtrack and everything in the film. And I know I'm jumping all around. We should just get to the synopsis. I just have so much to talk about this movie. Yeah, I mean, I, uh, it, it's it, me and you talked about it a little bit last night. You're, uh, and I agree with what you're saying. I, I knew that's. I knew you knew uh, when, when after you watched it. That's what I was kind of getting at. Like it is. It's not a lot of story here. It's just a visual like feast for your eyes and your ears. Right. It's, it's, a, well, I mean, it's it, a great movie looking, good looking poem, movie. <laughs> yeah, right. I, no, I, it's beautiful. The cinematography is incredible. The way they incorporate, you know, actual shots with like there's a scene later on where he's just riding out of town on his horse, like mm-hmm. some sheep pass him and shit. Yeah. But like just the shot, you, you know, like the castle in the background's fake. You know, obviously it's not real. Um, but just the way it's composed and, and kind of stitched together for that, it just looks so gorgeous, man. Right, man. And that's that's so many of the scenes in this movie. Yeah, every 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 scene is this this another this beautiful painting. It's all it, the movie feels since this movie is uh, this is kind of based off the the rich, this old tale of Sir Gawain and the Green Knight. Um, it, it feels like a dream, like. I yes, you can, literally, I, you can literally just watch the movie with no dialogue. Just have the score cranked, and it—it it, I think it'd be even better, right? Or even as like a silent movie, just like with the di- the mini dialogue pops up, pops up, and yeah, little yeah. cue cards. That'd be perfect, actually. Yeah, um, I, I do like the dialogue because I think there's a lot of really well spoken dialogue in this movie, I and agree. just like the the interact. No, no, I I agree with you too, man. It would be so interesting to see it kind of in that way in that medium. I think that'd be fucking cool. I really do. Yeah. <clears throat> And I mean, uh, David Lowry, he, he, I mean, I mean, he's, he's, he's put all this stuff together. He, 
I, I feel like he really had this thing in his mind's eye, like before he went out there and shot it. You know, like he's like, I wanted to, he wanted it to look like this. Well, I want this location to look like this. An interesting, an in- interesting piece of trivia about that. The idea came for adapting this um, while he was setting up a diorama of action figures from Willow in his backyard. <laughs> and he, That's awesome. He, he, he'd always read this, this, um, this. You know, he'd, he'd known this poem. It's you know, it's an Arthurian tale, which, um, you know, the stories of Arthur came came out like six to seven hundred years after they supposedly happened. It's believed the. The character of King Arthur was supposed to be around fourth or fifth century or fifth or sixth. Okay. Um, and but these tells didn't start coming out until, you know, 1300s, you know, 13th century, 14th century, kind of around there. Right. So a lot of it's left kind of the, to the fantasy side of it, obviously. And that's right. why, like you were saying, with the whole dream feel to it, it's also kind of the original poem. They are very close. There are some major differences, but the overall themes are pretty much the same for the from the original poem from a thousand years ago to what the movie kind of portrays. Right. Which right. I thought was really well done and really, really, really the director did an incredible job with this movie, even though I still have problems with it. It's still just gorgeous to look at. Yeah. Yeah. So um, uh, what are your problems? Um, there's not much story, like you said. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, and, a, and if you don't really know the backstory of like, I had to go and kind of look up a couple of things um, you know, about the, the tell the, the original tell to figure out what, what this quest was all about. Cause it's not really stated, you know, no, um, you're right, let you're me, right. let me just, let me read the synopsis and then we'll, we'll kind of go into it real fast. Um, it's a fantasy retelling of, um, Sir Gawain and the great and the green Knight, an epic fantasy adventure adventure based on the timeless Arthurian legend. It tells the story of Sir Gawain, um, King Arthur's reckless and headstrong nephew, who embarks on a daring quest to confront um, the eponymous Green Knight, a gigantic emerald skin stranger and tester of men. He <laughs> contends with ghosts, giants, thieves, and schemers in what becomes a deeper journey to define his character and prove his worth in the eyes of his family and kingdom by facing the ultimate challenger. And so, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a straight fantasy. He's the <clears throat> nephew of King Arthur, which that's not explained. No. It's kind of just hinted at because you got somewhat of a round table with all the knights around yes, it. Yes, sir. Yeah. And in the, the opening um, kind of, um, I guess, speech or whatever the narrator states, you know, he's not as famous as the king who pulled the sword from the stone. This is another tale. Obviously, Arthur is the king who pulled the sword from right. the stone. Yeah. And what I thought was also interesting in this is the woman who kind of starts the catalyst to get the Green Knight to show up. It's this witch type lady. It's from, uh, it's, it's just, it's, uh, what's her name uh, from King Arthur? Um, it's yeah, Morgana. Morgana, it's yeah. Arthur's half sister. And yeah. in this one, but she is also um Sir Gawain's mother, which is not in the original story. It, okay. But it but um at least at least that 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 she's his mother. Morgana or Morgan in the story is she's in it as well and kind of manipulating the whole journey basically, which is basically what his mother does in this one. Um yeah. I did read something that the director had stated that the reason why he kind of made it the mom, because it was supposed to mirror him and his own mother's problems when he was leaving the house and kind of her dealing with those issues and him as well. Okay. I was okay, like, oh, some cool. Oedipal shit. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, it makes sense um, in a way that it doesn't make sense. Cause like the movie is like a basically metaphor. And I mean, that's what yeah, it's, they. It's do. a parable, you know. It's yeah. It's, it's 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 a story of it's a test of honor, basically the whole thing. <laughs> right, right, and uh, that's 
where I like it, and that's why I'm with you. I sometimes I, sometimes I don't like this because it's not explained. I don't need a lot of explanation, but I need but a I little need bit. But I need some man. exposition. Yeah, I need yeah. a little bit. I, I mean, had no idea this was an Arthurian tale. I had no idea it had any. You know, I, I I even looking at the round table, it didn't click to me on the first time watching it. It's oh, only really? they're, they're only mentioned as king and queen. It it clicked on me whenever I heard the opening talk. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I didn't realize that he was the nephew of Arthur until I went and read about it. You know, I had no idea. Yeah, I wouldn't know either. I mean, I'm I'm not even sure if uh, if Sir Gawain is even in uh uh in Excalibur because that's like a that that yes. movie's like basically like like young Arthur to old Arthur like throwing the Excalibur back in the lake. So like I would assume he'd be in there. This this character would be in there at some point. But but I don't know. It's been yeah, a long Sir time Gawain since Sir Gawain was Excalibur, a knight. So. Uh, was an original knight of the Round Table. Okay, all right. And so they they pull his character, whoever wrote the story originally, and just kind of build on the legend. You know what I mean? Right. Anonymous. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, I just assumed that uh, that was Arthur, that was the round table, and that was uh, Guinevere, his, his queen. Yes, that's <clears> what I assumed as well. Even though, man, she is looking at her. They're both looking fucking rough now. Oof. Looking rough. I mean, it, it, it's. I mean, it's a great metaphor. It's like you know, um, you know, uh, 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 it's you know, it's your kind of your classic sort of street rat tale. Like, like you know, I'm, you know, uh, Arthur was the he was a broke poor kid and then you know eventually pulled the sword from the stone and everyone's like all the responsibilities on him and you can tell yeah. he doesn't want that fucking responsibility well, anymore exactly and you have Gawain who also doesn't want the fucking responsibility anymore he doesn't know what the fuck he's even doing for the most most part and uh, you have a cool awesome adventure which is it's all visual in this and uh, yeah he meets a talking fox it's pretty rad <laughs> and uh, um. One of my favorite parts about this movie, um, I have a lot of favorite parts, but one of my favorite parts is when he goes to that house at night. It's that haunted house. Oh yes, and sees the Saint Winifred, the 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 ghost. Yeah, I love it. It's fantastic. Yeah, I wrote. Hang on, let me find that. I don't have it's just a, a tiny part of this story. It's like a tiny part of, it, but it's so cool. Yeah, I agree, and and that that that's another thing that's not in the original story, but really? apparently it's oh. it's it's supposed to allude to Saint Winifred. Who um, um, was engaged to marry someone, and this tale was written somewhere around the same time that okay. this was, or when okay. it's supposed to take place. It's right. it's supposed to take place in the, I think in the, you know, tenth or eleventh century, but it was written in the fourteenth or fifteenth. Sure. And so Saint Winifred was from that same time around the eleven hundred, so twelfth century. Um, yeah. and she was engaged to be married to someone and she, she broke it off cause she, she wasn't in love with him and didn't want to marry her. And the guy fucking cut her head off <laughs> and in the tell like a hot lake or a spring arose from where her head was. And that's where her head went. And then she just haunted the grounds for all eternity basically. So I yeah. did like how they incorporated, they incorporated something else on his journey. Cause I mean, you know, if he just goes to this fucking chapel and comes back, it's like, <laughs> and we haven't yeah. really discussed it. So this, this green knight comes in and he challenges everyone in the room. <clears throat> to to basically take a strike at him right. and but on the condition that one year from then he will come back and deliver the same blow and no one else wants to do this no one else wants to step up and take forward except sir gawain and um he steps up and i love that whole sequence it's really really strange um how the green knight he looks so menacing and then he just kind of gets on his knee and then turns his head like he's yeah instructing sir gawain to cut his head off and that's exactly what he does yeah and like you know everybody's like oh okay cool and then the fucking knight <laughs> gets back up 
picks up his own head and laughs and just says, what is it? He's like, one year hits. <laughs> and so meaning, you know, in one year, he's going to have to go to this green chapel to face the night and receive the exact same fucking strike, which means yeah. get his head cut off. Like, yeah. that's just insane. It's wild. So that's basically the premise of the movie and him going on this journey to the green yeah. chapel to face the green knight. Yeah, that's that's it's it, and folks, that is as simple as it is. I mean, the, the I think the most the story itself is really simple. It's yeah. just it's discerning it and kind of following along. Yeah. So the, all right. So since we, me and you are talking uh, are talking about it here, um, I, I'm gonna have my chance to ask you about this because I'm not really too sure. I'm not too clear on this. Does he actually get his head cut off at the end? So I love this. Okay. Um. So we're just gonna go ahead and just jump to the ending and. Yeah, spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. Okay, yeah, spoilers, Watch the movie, spoilers. it's awesome. It is. Um, so, with the ending, um, in the, okay, in the original story, he, uh, a lot of, a lot of those travels that he goes through are not there. He does go, he does meet the Lord and the Lady, mm -hmm. um, played by Joel Egerton and Alicia uh, Van Vikander again, as well. Pretty God, good. she's gorgeous, too. She's yeah, gorgeous. Yeah. Um, and, um. So that in in the book, he is tempted by all that, but he um, he fails all of his tasks. So like in in, in the movie, for instance, uh, I think the first task he fails is when his mom asks him to go to the church services and he doesn't want to go. So that's piety that he fails. OK. Um, and then the second hang on, I'm pulling it up right now. So don't right lie. Um, another one of the sins he does, of course, is lust. Whenever right. the lady he right. fights her off like. Well, and, and so in, in the story, when he meets the lady and queen, um, the deal that he makes with the Lord or with the Lord and, and lady, the deal he makes the Lord is the Lord will go out and get gifts. Whatever gifts he brings back, he will present to Sir Gawain. Whatever gifts Sir Gawain receives in the Lord's absent, he is supposed to present as well. Oh. So he gets a kiss from the lady on the first day and he gives that kiss back to the lord in the in the story and in the film it happens on the last time you see him together right. <clears throat> and on the second day in the poem she gets two kisses and so he gives two kisses back on the third she gives him three kisses and that scarf the the, the whole right. girdle thing or yeah. whatever, the green girdle that you see which was made in the movie it's made by morgan the the, the witch right. lady his mother yeah. at the beginning yeah. And then somehow it comes into the possession of the lady after he's already lost it from the thieves he comes across. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, the thieves, yeah. yeah. I know, we're jumping all around. Um, uh, and so um, oh, so in the, in the poem, he does not he, – he gives him three kisses, but he doesn't mention, mention the girdle. So his trust – you know, he, he breaks that code of the knighthood or whatever. Oh, okay. Um, and th and there's, there, there's so many – hang on, I'm trying to find it right here. So five traditional knightly virtues are friendship, generosity, chastity, courtesy, and piety. <clears throat> he right. fails at all five. Friendship. He befriends, befriends the fox, who is awesome. It's some, like, Ghost of Tsushima shit. <laughs> and he ends up threatening it and then chases the fucking animal away when he tries yeah. to warn him, you know? Yeah. Uh, generosity. He gives a single coin to the scavenger only after he explicitly begs for it, and then that's why he gets robbed. Right. Uh, not that that's any excuse, but still, uh, chastity yeah. he's seduced by the lady. Courtesy he initially asked for a reward from the Winifred for the head. He's like, "We're gonna, what am I gonna get for fighting your head?" Right, he's like, that's true. What the yeah. fuck are you gonna ask me that for? You for know? real, like, yeah, motherfucker. <laughs> and then piety 
he does not want to attend the Christmas mass at the beginning, like I was saying. So right. all that shows he is not ready to be a knight until that last scene. Now, getting to the last scene, like you asked, it's left deliberately ambiguous. Um, the director okay. was saying that um, even he and uh, what's the guy, uh, Dev Patel, have different interpretations. Okay. Um, after because after Gawain has a um, a vision of the future which awaits him, which is an awesome scene that really threw me off the first time I saw it. Yeah. When he's about to get his head cut off, and he bolts and runs out of there, and you get that quick fold of events. You know, Alicia Vanneker has their child, and then he has the fucking creepy wizard steal that kid and take yeah, it away it was like what yeah. the fuck and then he marries a winifred lookalike even though it's not the same actress the same girl, that yeah. up. no it's you not know, you know what it reminded <laughs> me of uh it reminded yeah. me of the uh, remember me the, uh, the uh, alternate ending in uh last temptation of christ i've you know never I mean? seen that movie so yeah, i've yeah, never no. seen it there's a, there's a so, scene yeah. where uh there's a scene where don't don't don't, don't 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 don't, don't oh, tell oh, me because yeah. I've never so, seen. It. I would like okay. to actually see it. <laughs> okay, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry, but yeah, no, no, you're you, good, but you're good. Once you That's see one it, of the Martin Scorsese's I've never seen that I really want to. It's really good, but once you see it, you'll be like, oh yeah, I get it. So for sure, and so like so, um, after he's had a vision of all that, um, he chooses to stay, and he, ta I like it. He takes off the sash that's supposed to protect him, you know, no matter right, what, right. and tells him he's ready for his blow. But the, the knight congratulates him for his courage, and the and he he says now. And he does the little finger across his neck, says off with your head. Yeah. And so it could be it could be understood two different ways. Now, off as in you go with your head as in taking your head with you. Mm -hmm. So you get to leave alive, basically. Yeah. Yeah. After um, with uh, now him being spared for his test of character. And, you know, him doing that across the neck. Um in my opinion, is kind of the the end of their game or whatever. Um, right. And in and, and in the original poem as well, he survives the encounter. As a matter of fact, in the original poem, he does the first. He, he swings once and he doesn't flinch at all. He swings again, doesn't flinch, and then on the third one, he barely the the Green Knight barely cuts him with the axe and cuts his neck because he failed his third <clears throat> test with the lady. Oh, okay. So that okay. was his punishment right. for that. And, and his, his punishment is to go back to Arthur. And so he goes back, but he's still regaled um, as the knight, you know, who went to see the Green Knight and came back alive. Right. But it's also meant to be as a sign of, you know, he, he, he is a knight now, but he barely passed the test, basically. That's what the mark on his neck is left for. Makes so sense. it's really strange. Yeah. That's awesome. I didn't know any, any of that stuff. It's great. Great, great research, Mike. <laughs> I, <wish I> <laughs> some more research. I was fascinated because I'd never heard of this. I was really big into like King Arthur and all of that. Yeah, me um, too. You know, I, I still Excalibur, which you know, which we'll we'll get to, Definitely. is still one of my favorite. I love that movie. And oh, by the way, Gawain is portrayed by Liam Neeson in Excalibur. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and they get Helen Mirren as uh, Morgana. Too. Morgana, yeah, drop dead gorgeous. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, that's, that's, that's fantastic. I knew, I, I knew if I looked into it, I'd get some more, uh, some more tasty tidbits there, but, um, I don't know, sometimes it's just cool to be like, man, eh, well, it's, I'll leave it up to my own, my own sort of, uh, uh, my own feelings on this, you know, my well, own I, sort of thoughts on interpretation, it. And that, I yeah, like interpretation. That's why, that's why I love how Lowry directed this movie. Me that's too. like the whole thing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I, it, I, I had different kind of viewpoints of it as well. To me, it was, it was really, it, you know, it was, it's the hero's tale. It's the hero's journey. He has to go yeah. through all these trials and tribulations 
to achieve his goal and, you know, and inevitably come back home in good regard. We don't really see that in the movie. No. But I know that's, you know, and after going back and reading kind of more about the original poem and different tellings of it, apparently there's like a 1970 movie about Sir Gawain and a 1980s one that's called something different. I I have it in the notes. I'll look it up later. Okay. Um, But yeah, there's other tellings of the story as well. And once when I went back and kind of read those just to get different ideas and other people's interpretations as well. Yeah, but yeah, I love but, movies like that. That's the point to leaving everything up to kind of your own devices and figuring out what what it means to you. You know, I completely agree. I mean, for me, I would I would hope. I mean, this is it's a human thing, but you you hope at the end of this he doesn't get his head cut off, but he does learn. You know, um, and he can go back. You know, even if his tail is kind of between his legs, at least he knows that he sure. has what it, he's got. He's gonna make some. He's gonna fuck up. He's gonna make some mistakes, but. You know, it's time to grow up. He's a kid, basically, in this movie. He's he's learning. It's a hero's journey, like you said. Yeah, hero and, and the coming of age story, very much so. Just yeah. a really darker one here. Yeah, that, the whole thing with uh, him going to uh, uh, Joel Eggerson's place, it's all very creepy and weird the whole time. <laughs> oh, well, and, and the giants, too, when he comes across. All the giants. All the giants. These giants, and I'm just like, damn, she got nice titties. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a, but, it's that's that so was also cool. a surreal scene where she's like walking like behind the mountains. I was just like, yes. what the fuck? That's crazy. It was cool. It it's was like, cool. so how far down does the ground go on the other side? Because, like, <laughs> that's think about that. crazy. <laughs> Especially based on the scale of like her chest up, you know? <laughs> crazy. Yeah, I love the Green Knight itself. The prosthetics are amazing. He looks fantastic. Oh, yeah. oh man. And I love that. So I was reading something. They, his armor and shield have um script and and wording from like i think it was what would they say 1000 um ad like 900 oh. ad just so like it would be he would look aged and kind of older yeah. old timey or whatever i was like damn that's talk about just attention to detail i love shit like that yeah i i love that there's that once there's a scene where it's in the opening of the movie uh where they go to i don't know i i, I guess it's camelot where they're at but yes um, yes it's they, supposed uh, to be camelot yeah, uh, but they're going in, and the camera is like going through those, those double doors, but it pans up to look at high, like look at the scale of how high the castle is. Yeah, and it, it looks like a model. It looks, it looks, like, it reminded me of, like of something out of like Bram Stoker's Dracula. It was amazing. Yeah, I agree. Well, like, and also the 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 spiral building that the witches do there that they summon, I guess, oh, the Green yeah. Knight in at the beginning. Dude, that's yeah. a real building, apparently. Whoa! Wow. That that okay. was built in like eight hundred. 80 or something like that oh, um and it was it, it was generally built by the landowners to be um i think they they um did rice or, or something in there or grain maybe the green mill okay maybe yeah and um I'm, I'm spitballing i read it on wikipedia and i can't find the page right now but um it was ba- basically used as a place to implore the poor of the city so that they would have a job and a place to work Whoa. So I thought that was really cool and very interesting. That is very interesting. Because yeah. it looks like something straight out of fucking Game of Thrones or something. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. I, I, assume, I assumed it was composite or, you know, or a model like you were saying. But, yeah, no, nah, it's a real building. That's wild to me. I mean, that built – I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know if I, I didn't look into it, but that place that's, that's supposed to be Camelot, I don't know if that, that, that building's a real building or, or not. But it looks real. But when, they, when the camera goes in, it has this feeling of a model. But I could be wrong. It could be a fucking real fucking building for all I know. So. Oh yeah, no, you're right. You're right, man. Like the like the uh, the Green Knights, like his like uh, his lair, you know, or whatever. It's yeah. amazing. 
Oh, it looks incredible. Oh, and dude, also another scene I want to bring up to you. I was telling you about how he had the idea of doing the Willow diorama. You've got that scene where there's the skeleton in in the cage, and it looks it reminds yeah. me very much of Willow when you meet Mad Mardigan. Mad Mardigan, yeah. <laughs> I was like, dude, like it just it reminded me so much of that shot. Yeah. <clears throat> I, I had. I, I think I did think about Willow when I watched this the first time because it's been like a month since I watched this. So, but well, um, it's ironic. I, I I had the Arthur thing in my head, but I still like I still didn't even put Excalibur to it in my brain until like I really started looking into it. I was like, oh my god, you dipshit! Like, of course that's what it's supposed to be reminding me of. <laughs> but I agree with you totally. I totally agree. I like how they treated Excalibur too. It's just like a sword. Like he just like Arthur gives him the sword. He takes it. He, Kill, he cuts, he doesn't kill him, but he cuts off the Green Knight's head with it, and it's and it's like no fanfare or anything. It's just here's the sword. They never, they never called Excalibur. Which is I interesting because I don't know, is it Excalibur? Like it does look like it, the hilt and the way it's designed, yeah. or at least what we assume it looked like. Yeah. Um, but you know, in, in the tell, Excalibur's thrown back, you know, into the lake or whatever. Okay, that was a long time because I guess Arthur is pretty old at this point, and he did it. And I like that. I, I like yeah. what they did with him here. Um, it's kind of sad, and yeah, and Sean Harris does an incredible job portraying him. Honestly, the acting in this movie is just impeccable, and that's one thing I can say about A twenty four. Even some of their movies that suck, <laughs> they always have incredible casts. <laughs> incredible cast, incredible like cinematography, like incredible camera work, sound, music. Usually, it's all like. Pretty great, I'm, I'm, and it could still be a you know a pretty bad movie, but it can still look awesome. Have great yeah. actors in it, but yeah. Well, it's like I watched what was it under the so I my brother had did a a month trial to Showtime, uh-huh. and dude, they have like fucking twenty eight twenty four movies, but all like everything oh, from some of their documentaries to their horror to their dramas to their act, you know, like kind of all across yeah. the place. And I watched one with Andrew Garfield called Under the Silver Lake. I think it's called. Yeah, I think it's what you, I think that is what it's called. Yeah. Fucking one of the trippy, and it's two and a half hours long. And oh my it's one god, of the it's trippiest, long. weirdest movies. I liked it, but I still like it's one of those ones I'd have to go back and kind of view again, knowing what I'm already getting myself into. It's really weird and surreal. Yeah, but it just goes. Sorry, I was just gonna say it's from the it's from the dude who did uh, It Follows. That made sense. Yeah, <clears throat> and I love a lot that. Trippier it. It Follows is great. Yeah, yeah. It follows fantastic. Yeah, I love, love it follows. It's great. <clears throat> but yeah, but I, I, when I saw the trailer for that, I was like, "There's no fucking way this is success. This is going to be successful, man. It's going to be one of those indie ones that everybody's going to like." Hey, did you ever see fucking Under the Silver Moon, man? It's fucking a trip, dude. It's, it's a really fucking good movie. You know, it's gonna be one of those <laughs> movies. That's what's becoming, I think. Yeah, I agree. Uh, and I got when I saw that trailer, I was like, like I felt like intimidated by it. I was like, "Holy shit, what's going on in this trailer, man? What the <laughs> fuck?" <laughs> you know, dude, that was like, like when damn. I saw the trailer for Lamb, and then I watched it, and I was like, "This movie kind of sucks." Oh, you saw Lamb? Yeah, yeah. I wanted to see Lamb, but I, I've been hearing the same thing you're saying. It's like it's all right. It's it's too out there. It's like oh, too out there. Okay. Well, because it it's like I'm sorry. There's a line like I I'm all about fucking artsy fartsy fucking throw me out into the sure, sure. nether regions of the universe kind of thing. Like I'm all about that shit. Right. Uh, you know, because I recently re- rewatched Under the Skin and that movie's fucking fantastic. I love that movie. Uh, dude. It's so great. Um, love but what a this, score. yeah. Oh, dude, absolutely. And but yeah, that one I I just uh man I don't know. <laughs> I, got you, I got you, brother. I got you. I love New Your Face. That's why I wanted to see it so bad. Me too. Absolutely, she's fantastic. <clears throat> I still think you know. First thing I still saw her in was the original girl with a dragon tattoo or whatever. That's what I remember her from. Yeah. Um, 
And I get, I was excited for that, and I was excited that she's actually going to speak in her own language, which is cool. But well, I'll check it out. Sometime. Yeah, it's 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 it. I mean, it's worth seeing just to see how weird it is. To be honest, <laughs> weird and boring. I thought it was the 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 trailer just gives this such like you know unsettling, yeah, creepy, is, yeah. almost hereditary type vibe. Yeah, like, it's yeah, just going to yeah. be extremely out there and disturbing, and it is disturbing. Yeah. I've heard it. I've heard about it, but I've, but I've heard. I've also heard the guy. Uh, like I've heard a review on uh, Red Letter Media. They, those guys. They did like their <laughs> year, their year uh, of like catch up and movies they've been watching. They don't cover on the show, and they talk about it. And it's like, yeah, it's good, but I mean, that's weird and fucked up, but it's kind of boring <laughs> and slow. There's so. no story. There's yeah. just no story. I mean, yeah. it, there is one, but it's like this is it. <laughs> <laughs> um, whatever. Whatever. <laughs> But uh, yeah, this is. Uh, I think people should check this out. Um, I just, I remember seeing the trailer for this, and I was like, man, this looks really fucking cool. And this one night, I was like, fuck it, I'm gonna run it. I rent it, and I watched it. I was like, fuck, I can tell Mike, this is a really fucking cool movie, man. <laughs> you know, it's fun, and it, it, it's um, uh, it's just it's great to see this guy who hasn't done very much. I mean, I mean, this is completely different than fucking Ghost Story. I mean, this is a, this, this feels like a big big movie you know it's not, even though with like there's not a lot of actors he said, in he's it. like i want to do something as weird and as rough and as fucking out there as possible and i definitely think he knocked something out of the park there i think he definitely did especially you know with the with the fox and the green night itself and then the giant ladies walking um a lot of that stuff is really weird and especially that the scene that you love that we both love where basically he runs away comes back and you sort of kind of see like all the things all these things that happen in his life getting older. yeah it's like a flash king. forward sequence i guess yeah. you call that <laughs> like it's like a war on camelot and shit and it's like crazy yeah. as fuck and it's it's well it's really well filmed and acted and the acting's great um but yeah it's 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 a really fun movie man it's good it's it's beautiful to look at great score like mike said and um yeah i, I say mean, there's check some it funny out. lines too like they're not they're not supposed to be it's like oh, at the yeah. end where he's like well i guess i'll get to hacking <laughs> i laughed so fucking hard man i was i was like just but all it, it's funny whenever i see him you know that actor ralph innocent i think is his name yeah from, that that, i do he's fan in his voice he kind of he's like an even darker more gravelly voice yeah. than sam than sam fucking elliot you know like it's even yeah. more dark and gravelly Thomason. It's always hear his voice from the witch. Thomason. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I forgot he was in the witch. Yeah. Another great uh, A24 movie as well. <laughs> oh, I love that fucking movie, dude. It's great. I love I love Eggers, man. Roger Eggers. Oh, yeah. Roger I, Eggers. I can't wait oh. for his new one. Oh man, it's gonna be Bought fucking to get great. New York back in a movie. <laughs> Fuck yes. It'd be great if we uh, once that comes out, we do like a, a Roger Eggers like trilogy. Uh, episode or whatever we can talk about the witch lighthouse and uh this new the north man or whatever yeah that'd be <clears> fun I'm, I'm i'm so down for that <clears throat> that would be i've been wanting to talk about the witch and the lighthouse for a while me too brother me too um but uh yeah you want anything else you want to say on this movie i'm trying to go through my notes i mean we pretty much kind of knocked it out i guess we could have done a double dip but i thought <laughs> of Excalibur. yeah maybe but we'll do we'll do that on the next one yeah, that, um, might, that might be a pretty. Oh, long. I love the brief little. This is just something in my notes. The little interlude thing. They just say an interlude, even though it literally lasts like thirty seconds. <laughs> <laughs> it just reminded me because I'm like I was telling you, I recently rewatched Ben Hur, and yeah. actually, you know, they had the overture, the fucking intermission. Granted, it is a fucking three hour and fifty minute long movie. <laughs> right, right. 
But yeah, just it kind of cracked me up seeing that again. In the, I don't remember the last time I've seen that in a modern movie, the an interlude or intermission, you know? Yeah, I don't know. There has to be something. Was it Hateful Eight, maybe? I don't know. Like that. Yeah, that makes sense. Maybe. <clears throat> uh, yeah, that, yeah that's other than that, I'm, Other than that, man, yeah, it just, you know, I don't have have a whole lot to say this this movie is one of those ones you need to just see and interpret and just kind of get get from it whatever you will yeah I, I, um and if you like movies like that this is one of those types of movies it's just, it's a lot of fun um to, to to sort of analyze and think about and talk talk to your friends about and do, do some research on it too if you want to look up some other stuff because a lot of stuff that mike brought up i had i just I, i'm with mike i didn't know if this was based off anything besides there was some i just knew that art I was assuming that Arthur, the round table had just something with something like that. And then of all places, uh, my ex-wife told me it's her favorite, her favorite short story. I'm like, really? Oh, that's awesome. I'm like, okay. <laughs> She's like, yeah, it's awesome. like my favorite. I'm like, well, tell me more about it. I gotta fucking know. But, um, yeah, it was, it was, it's, it's wild, man. I, I love doing, uh, watching movies like this. It's a, it's a lot of fun. Me too. And I've been on like a fantasy kick lately and this like hit all the fucking notches that I love. Oh yeah. In a, yeah, in a yeah, good yeah, fantasy yeah. film, you know, surrealism, great acting, great story, kind of a legendary type feel to it. Medieval yeah. settings. Yeah. I love it, man. Um, funny enough, I guess, I mean, uh, this will probably be out. It, it'll already be out when, by the time I put this out, but I did put out the, um, Beastmaster double dip today. So nice. So if people, if you, if you didn't know it's out, you're hearing my voice right now, Adele, go check it out. It's a lot of Double fun. Double up. Oh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we guys are call- I guess start naming these Double Dip episodes on the uh, for like the description on the podcast. Yeah, I, I love it. I think it's a great name. <laughs> um, <clears throat> you don't Double Dip the chip. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to mention, uh, I'm, I'm trying my best to mention this from now on every every episode. But um, if you guys want to go check out our older stuff, go to podbean.com or download the Podbean app. It's a free podcast app, and you can get all of our you can get all of our episodes there. Uh, iTunes only goes back so far. I don't even know what that. It only goes to like number like seventy or something like that, right? Uh, on iTunes, I'm not sure. No, no like seventeen. On Podbean, it goes all, it goes all the way back to number one. Yeah, but I know it does it on iTunes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what that's all about, but it's I don't either because algorithm it, we, or something. We barely got like I was scrolling through the other day looking for our first music episode, and I was like, oh damn, it's like barely in there on iTunes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was like you know fucking months into starting the podcast. Right, right. Crazy. And I keep forgetting to mention that, but I'm trying to do my best from now on to mention that. Yeah, to so anybody listening Podbean, to the show, it's a free app to download. All of our content is there. Yep. Um, and I got uh the uh. The, the Lethal Weapon 3 commentary will be coming out win- this Wednesday. Uh, yeah. I, I just edited that this morning and, and I've got that set up. So that'll be there for your holes as well. So um, thanks everybody. Ear for- holes. <laughs> 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 uh, thanks everybody for checking us out. Appreciate it. We appreciate it. And uh, we'll talk to you guys soon. And uh, take care of you out there. Don't be a piece of shit. We'll talk to you next time. Later. Peace.